This is the Speed Metal Cycling Podcast. Hello, we are back. Uh, this is episode number 98 of the Speed Metal Cycling Podcast. Um, I am your host, Dan the Skull Crusher. Uh, joining me are Mike Spriggs uh, from New York City. Mike, how are you doing? Uh, no, never mind, never mind. Joining Better me... than Klaus. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me try that again. Hello, 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 everybody. This is the Speed Metal Cycling Podcast. Episode 98, uh, I am Dan Skull Crusher, and I am your host. Did I already say that I was your host? I'm not really sure, but I am your host. And joining me today, my brother Klaus of Cycling Inquisition. Klaus, how are you doing? Whatever Mike says, better than that. <laughs> and Mike, how are you doing? Better than Klaus times infinity. <laughs> Damn it, my preemptive strike was all for naught. What about times infinity plus one? <laughs> I'm not a mathematician, but yeah, I'll go. I'll take it. All righty, all righty. Okay, so I'm flying completely blind today because I had notes that I saved and I can't find them anymore. Apparently, I saved them onto a hard drive, an external drive, and I can't, I don't know where it is, and I think I may have left it in my office. So, flying completely blind, but plenty to talk about. Let's talk about I don't know, Mike. Why don't you Why don't you uh, tell us what we should talk about first? Let's talk about my fantasy Vuelta team. Let's Let's talk about Let's open with a fantasy uh, chatter. Mike, what position are you in uh, right now? Uh, Horrible. Th- Thursday, September fourth. I don't know, but not good. Okay, let me actually. I have it open right here. Oh, our good friend Andy Poorman is number sixty fourth. Michael is last. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, she, that's by design. Yeah. And wait wait a second. Uh, Mike, you're not really doing that bad. Wait, Mike, do you say that she's last by design? Is yeah. it performance art to her or something? Yeah. yeah. She, she, she strives to be last. Yeah, but not. she doesn't pick like... She'll pick like all the riders have like the same three vowels in their last name or like something like that. Well, she told me last time that what she does is she picks people, she picks guys that are good riders but are not going to score any points. Like <laughs> Pipo Pozzato, for example. Uh, yo, Mike, I can't find you here. Hey, Mike, do you like fantasy football? Nope. Klaus? Yeah, I play it. Oh, you do? Oh, well, yeah. then never mind because I was talking to a guy at work today and he said dude everybody loves fantasy side fan- I mean, fantasy cycling fantasy football and i was like really i don't and i don't know anybody that does he goes dude everybody loves it all right you have to know somebody and i was like i really don't know anybody that does but i guess my brother does anyway were you trying were you trying to join a frat no it's just, yeah, i don't know. i think the guy was trying to get me to join a frat <laughs> hey mike you don't call a fraternity a frat oh really oh look your country a <laughs> Listen, it's a frat, and if you take offense to the word frat, that's because you, oh, wait a second, you're already doing fantasy football, so you are already a frat boy. Anyway, uh, you are number 61. You're 61st. Sweet. You're just ahead of our friend Andy. And where am I? Right now I'm in fifth. I was in third, but I can tell you that I'm going to start going down, 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 because now that Quintana has retired... I'm going to go down pretty far out. So, But right now, I am fifth out of 78. It's not too shabby. And I wonder how many people understood the super inside, not joke, but obscure reference that is the name of my team. You should look it up. All right. Mike, what's, 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 what's the problem? What was the problem with your team? The problem with my team is that I forgot to pick Fabio Aru. <laughs> you so I, you know how you have to put a team together before you can join the league? Yeah. So since I create the team, since I create the league, I have to put a team together really quickly just so I can join the league, so I can actually see the league. 
Oh, so, and you forgot to change your picks. Pippo Posato and and Fabio Aru are like this cost the same. Something ridiculous like yeah, that, yeah, where yeah. I was like, you know what? As much as I would love to keep Posato on my team, I'm gonna have to switch him out. Posato's not a freebie at this point. <laughs> he should be like he should just be like a th- yeah and throw in negative points. I can't believe yeah. he's still employed. See, for, no, it's nuts. For me, it's awesome because I have Uran, Dan Martin, Fabio Aru, John Degenkolb, Tony Martin, Esteban Chavez, Ames Churruca, and Winner Anacona. But I also have Quintana. So if hmm. I would have gotten Valverde instead of Quintana, which I thought about, because he was slightly cheaper, but whatever. What are you? Do people do? in Colombia think that Valverde had something to do with Quintana's crash? <laughs> No, they're just being really crappy about Quintana fixing his shoe. <laughs> yeah. That, like the fact little... that he tightened his shoe. It's amazing, man. Colombian fans will turn on you so goddamn quickly and be so ruthless. It's awful. Awful slash awesome. I don't know. I'd say if you're Quintana, it kind of sucks. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sure. I wonder what they're saying about uh, Betancourt, actually. Actually, let's finish talking about the Vuelta itself, the actual Vuelta, and then we can talk about uh, your trip to Colombia, Klaus, and then we can talk about other news and random stuff that is going on. But, um, Mike, what do you think of the Vuelta so far? I mean, right now we're, uh, like I said, September 4th, uh, Thursday. Today was the stage that... John Degenkolb won the third stage, just in case, just to put it in perspective for people that may be listening to this in a couple of days. So what do you think so far, Mike? Oh, it's great. I love it. It's lived to the to its hype, huh? Yeah, it's like what the tour was supposed to be. Absolutely, absolutely. It's a close race. There's there's names, people you recognize, names you like to see all of a sudden popping up in the top ten. I mean, Winter Anacon is a perfect example. Um just guys are like, oh, awesome, this guy. I've been hearing about this guy for a long time, and now you see him do something that that adds up. And uh, if you have him on your fantasy team, even better. <laughs> Klaus, any thoughts overall? I have I have not been watching nearly enough. Oh yeah, that's right. You you you've been you've been traveling and stuff. I think that the the race has been amazing in general. There there there's been I mean the stages that have been awesome have been awesome. Even the the time trial was actually quite exciting because everybody was so close together. Uh, I thought it was really sad to see Esteban Chavez lose like five minutes on the time trial. But the one thing that I keep thinking is imagine how much awesomer this this Vuelta would be if the Sky team that was going to be, that was with Froome in the tour was here and the uh, Tinkoff Saxo team that was with Contador in the tour was here. I mean like Adding Rafael Maika to this would have just been amazing, mm. you know, that alone. Bonkers. Yeah, it would have been just... You wanted a full-on do-over. Yeah, exactly. So, regardless, though, it's, it's, been, it's been amazing. And even, even the fact that Quintana is now out, that just kind of adds a whole nother level of craziness because now you have to really pay attention to Valverde. And so it's, it's, been, it's been unbelievable. Winner Nakonas... Um, Stage win, and he's moving to the, I guess at the time he was fourth. Bananas. What an amazing stage. Um, Esteban Chavez as well, doing what, what, what he's been doing. Amazing. Fabio Aru quietly, you know, doing what he does. And then with that win, with those huge teeth, unbelievable. <laughs> but then there's somebody like Rigoberto Uran who hasn't really been, he's been kind of like, Hidden, you know, like in there. He came out and like kind of stuck his head out for a little bit during the time trial. He did a great time trial. But that's it. He's kind of like keeping himself down there, you know, in third space, in third spot. And I just, I just love it. It's been, it's been an unbelievable, super, super good race. Dan Martin has done a whole bunch. Um, has looked good. And, uh, and then Tony Martin, of course, looking amazing for, for the world. So I don't think there's anybody that can beat him for the, for the, for the world's in time trial. Um, Esteban Chavez, even though he's like out of the top 10 now, I mean, a great first week. Here's, uh, here's what I was thinking when I was watching this race. <clears throat> this is the kind of race that would be amazing to open the season with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and then you have the tour as the great big spectacle, and then you have the Giro at the end. You know, it, it, it's interesting because it kind of used to be like that. You know, back in, well, back in the day, the, the, the Vuelta and the, and the Giro were on at the same time. But 
I, I, it, it's the Vuelta being before the tour for me was always kind of a little bit better. Uh, the way that things are right now, I don't think they're ever going to move now. It's, I, think, I think it's too no. late. I think it's set in stone now. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't mind it too much. I think that, it, that it's okay. People, the, the guys that are going to go for for the Vuelta that are going to peak later on would be good. I think that the Giro just wouldn't be as good a, a, a stepping stone towards the worlds as, as much as the Vuelta. I, usually, oh, right. the Giro is it's 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 a little bit hillier and rougher. And so I think that it would it would probably keep a lot of people away from from the Giro then and then you would kind of lose that. See, I think but, the Vuelta has more or maybe less climbing but it's just steeper and crazier. Oh, definitely crazier, but I crazier. think that if you have I mean, listen, if you're if you're I don't know, Peter Sagan, right? And then you're like I'm just going to wait for the world whatever. So, but I'm riding the, the Vuelta in those crazy insane days. You just don't care. You know what I mean? But at least the stages are in like 250k and it's like you know, snowing the whole day or whatever. I mean, it tends to be that the Vuelta has milder weather and, you know, I mean, it may be hot or whatever, but it just overall, and I think that just the way that it's just worked out the last couple of years, the Vuelta has been the chiller of the of the, of the races, or or not, obviously, the, the, the tour is always the chillest of the races from my perspective, because it's kind of always boring, but I think that the Giro has has been a rougher race in the last couple of years. So what about doing North America's Grand Tour instead? Phil Gaiman made a good point of you get the same amount of race days just more spread out if you do Colorado, Utah, Alberta, Montreal and Quebec. Hmm. Yeah, I mean I, I there's there's a bunch of people doing that and and that's yeah. good, but uh if I'm if I'm a top rider in a top team I would much rather go to the Vuelta. <laughs> I mean, okay, so you win in Alberta. That's awesome, dude. That goes in your in your palmarès for no, your but Wikipedia not entry. But to train. Uh, okay, okay, to train. Uh, let's say that you are somebody can actually go in for for the worlds. You 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 really think you can you can win the worlds? So that's Alejandro Valverde, right? The eternal bridesmaids in the worlds. So. He goes to to uh, to Alberta, or he goes to Utah and wins a and wins a stage in Utah, or, or well, like, finishes. Star doesn't go. Well, yeah, but you know what I mean. Like it, it, it doesn't really matter because if you if you're gonna be riding any kind of serious race with any kind of chance in the worlds, you're a rider that is much better off going to the Vuelta España than going. Oh, to no, the... of course, of course. That's what I mean. No, that's he... what I mean. I mean, a lot of people do it, but. Well, yeah, Phil Gaiman is not going to be world champion. What I mean is that it's an interesting alternative. You get altitude. You get good hotels. You get time in North America to go to New York and Disney World or whatever. It's not a bad option. That's what all the guys from Team Columbia did last year after Colorado. They were all meeting their families in Orlando. No, no, no. It's a great – no, absolutely. I I agree with you. It's it's the same reason that – Manchester United and AC Milan and all those teams come to the U.S. during the summer is because they go, they bring their wives and they go shopping after the games. So, no, I mean, absolutely, it, it's it's a it's a good, solid um, alternative. But I think that if you're a serious cyclist, then obviously you stay. In, I, I would go to the Tour of Britain over coming to the U.S. Yeah, but I mean, North if America. you were a big tour dude, like for example, last year Chris Froome did. Most of the races in the U.S. and with reason, like he's not going to go do the Vuelta. Yeah, well, obviously he's not going to do the Vuelta because he sucks at it. Oh, <laughs> that was an amazing ride, though. Yesterday, that he had, he was yo-yoing like on and off. It was like him and Anacona would like fall back of the like little leading group, and then they would ride back up. And they would fall back down, and they would ride back up. And at some point, Froome just caught up, and Anacona didn't. And Froome went around. Everybody went up to the front. It was great. It was awesome. The the, the final little group was uh, Daniel Navarro, Dani Moreno, Contador Valverde, uh, Uran, Aru, Froome on and off, Anacona on and off, and there was somebody else. But it was a great stage. That was an awesome stage. That's the one that uh, Fabio Aru won. What a, what a, what a, what a. There's nothing better than the on and off 
the uh, the act of recovery. The uh, exactly no <laughs> unbelievable, and I you know just not being able to tell if he's like faking it or not. It was just so entertaining, just so amazing. Mike, by that measure, Floyd Landis is the greatest cyclist <laughs> ever lived. I don't I don't dispute that. That's not only that's. It was the say? most amazing recovery ever. It's pretty amazing. That's for sure. Uh, no, that's not the only measure that makes him the best ever. Not only because of the recovery, but everything else that he did, everything he gave <laughs> cycling. No, I mean, didn't he like do NASCAR? Didn't he drive a NASCAR car? No, he wanted to. He never did anything. Oh, he never did anything in NASCAR. Oh, that's. Rupert really has it. He was the Stig. <laughs> if you look closely, you can see a red uh, goatee. Goatee. <laughs> so someone corrected me that what Floyd Landis has is not a goatee. Goatee is when it's only at the bottom without the mustache part. So what That's I'm not a goatee. That's a Van Dyke. What? The street in New York? What? Named after the street I... in New York. No. no. <laughs> Named after Dick Van Dyke? A Van no. Dyke beard. A goatee is just the chin of Van Dyke is what... No, the goatee is the whole... The goatee is the mustache and the chin. And the Van Dyke is just the chin? Yep. Like Scott Hanfermanthra? I think. Wait, maybe I'm wrong. Hold on. I think you have them reversed. Oh, maybe... Oh, Van Dyke is a non-connecting goatee. Yeah. But a goatee connects to the mustache. Wait, so if it doesn't connect to the Van Dyke? Yep. I can never have anything but a Van Dyke because I have a little bald spot on each side just underneath my Fu Manchu area. That and sucks. what's the proper name for a soul patch? I think uh, Flavor Saver. Flavor Saver. Mmm. <laughs> mmm. Works every time. I uh, thought it was Howie Mandel. What? Oh, yeah, he has that. I called it call, yeah, they called it a Howie Mandel. Now, come on. No. And I'm so misinformed. Klaus, you're out of the loop. Sorry to say. Oh, you're right. A goatee is all hair below the lower lip. Yeah. I was wrong. All right. I had it reversed. Crazy. Well, if you think about it, a goat doesn't really have a mustache. It just has the... So that's why I think about it. Marco Bantani had a Dick Van Dyke. A Dick Van... Now it's a Dick Van Dyke. (laughs) That's who they named it after, surely. For sure. For sure. And on a woman, it's a Mary Tyler Moore. No. <laughs> oh my god! I just invented that. Oh, so my in-laws were in town last weekend for the holiday, and we went to a restaurant. And the lady who was sitting us uh, was not a lady. It was a dude. Looks like a lady. A dude that looked like a lady by choice. And uh, so we sit down, and I was like, um, "It's kind of interesting that the lady that sat us uh, had a bit of a five o'clock shadow." And my father-in-law, like, looks like, grabs his glasses and, like, tips them down towards the bottom of the nose and looks at me over the glasses and goes, that was no woman. (laughs) It was so funny. If you knew this guy, too, he's super, super quiet, hardly ever says anything. But, yeah, she had a 5 o'clock shadow. It was rough. And, you know, how a lot of times, like, transvestites are, you know, like, good-looking, like, tall and skinny and, you know. No, this, she she looked like a truck. It It was a wreck. Um, all right, so I wanted to go back and tell you guys, Klaus, your uh, prediction for the Vuelta was yeah. Nairo Quintana, Ooh, yeah. Chris Froome, Ooh. Dan Martin. Oh, Mama. Oh, Mama is right. And Mike, yours was Quintana, Horner, Froome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get a do-over. No do-over. First of all, do I get a do-over on Horner? Well, dude, you didn't do your homework. How am I Horner, to, you have to do your due diligence. How that am means, I supposed to know well, that the defending champion is going to get yanked for improper? What the? What did he get yanked for? Uh, high levels of oh, so shady because of his bronchitis or whatever. oh, right, the bronchitis. See, there you go. If if I would if it was me, I would have thought like maybe Chris Horner. Oh wait, he's bronchitis. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine was Quintana, Rodriguez, Contador. Contador. I said this before, but Horner looks like Darth Vader with the helmet off. Is anyone <laughs> surprised that he has trouble breathing with the helmet off? 
Dude. The helmet is there for a reason. <laughs> the awesomest thing ever would be. It has one of those oxygen ionizers from Sharper Image. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make the next speed metal cycling um, jersey I make is going to be black with a little pinstripe situation kind of thing with a control box that Darth Vader has on his chest. Yeah. And in the back, like, is going to have a cape. You mean his power meter? Darth Vader had pinstripes? No, not pinstripe, but like his 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 chest piece has like uh, it's oh, like it's like uh, padded. Yeah, it's like padded exactly. So it'll look, kind of look like pinstripes on the jersey, and then it'll have a cape, but so that the cape doesn't like infringe in the in in the pockets. It's gonna be a tiny little cape, very short, and then in the pockets, I'm gonna print the lightsaber on it. Like how Garmin used to have a burrito back there. Yeah. No, no, no. Even better, actually. In in the back, it's gonna be the the, the 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 cape is gonna go all the way down to the butt. But then the shorts I'm making are gonna have the lightsaber printed on the side of the. There you go. That's what. So it it's is. a Chris Horner tribute. It'll be a Chris Horner tribute. Dark show. helmet. It'll be a dark helmet. Yes. It will come with a dark helmet helmet. It'll be. By the way, that's kind of what the Garmin POC helmets look like, right? <laughs> dark helmet helmet. <laughs> Those, yes. Dark helmets, helmets, absolutely. <laughs> they are big, and so are those glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah everything. Really but I mean, everybody that I know that has those helmets, absolutely awesome. I mean, not the not the time trial ones, but just the regular. Pox. They look gigantic in person, mm-hmm. and the mountain bike ones that go further down the back are. Uber I, I don't even know, like Lando Calrissian when he puts on that one helmet. Oh, in Return of the Jedi? It's yeah. insane. Does it come with a little, like, crazy, like, board in the front? <laughs> with the little... It uh, should. But you know... Um, wait, I was going to say... Uh, oh, yeah. How do you pronounce the name of the company? P-O-C or... I thought. Or POC? I, th- I think it's POC. I would think so, too, because I don't think it stands for anything, right? I think it does, but they're not American. I don't know. Or English speaking, I don't think. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike lives in New York City. He's at the avant-garde of knowledge. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll bet you that half of the people that go into the Rafa Cycle Club in New York City probably wear that helmet because it's the in thing to do. Am I correct, Mike? Not half, but a good chunk. A good chunk? No. I saw a guy today today in a full puck kit. Everything. Wow. Soup to nuts. Yeah, I mean the company is doing really well. Like it's it's pretty popular and stuff. I mean, good for so them. So my understanding is that Pock, the name Pock, it's a Swedish company, right? Oh, I don't know, but I think it looks, so. it, the looks stands for. Get ready. All right. Power of piece of cake. No. 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 Say it ain't so. Say it ain't so. Uh, it that's what I've heard. Cake on your head. No, no. I think the guy wanted to. I don't. I can't remember the actual story. There's a story behind it. And I think the guy wanted to somehow incorporate piece of cake into the name, and he couldn't figure it out. And then he was like, "Oh wait, acronym. That'll work." No way. But I might be wrong. But that's. But I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Well, if anybody out there from the company is listening, should I've heard email. points of contact. I've heard that too. Mm. But uh, I, I actually think it's piece of cake. Actually, I thought, I'll tell you what. If anybody from the company is listening, info at no one from the company com, is listening. You never know. Or somebody that knows somebody. Info Maybe at Maybe a rest shopping at Ikea. They don't no, listen to this. But listen to this. Even if you're not part of the company and you think you know what POC stands <laughs> for, shoot me an email. Info at SpeedMetalCycling.com. We'll read some of them next episode. That will be fun. POC. I, I would have thought that the, the go-to helmet in New York City would be that new laser one. Which one's that? The laser? I have a laser helmet. Like the new one that just came out this year, it just seemed like that's that's a yeah. I mean, I like laser helmets. That would be the big one. What What do you think? What helmet do most people like? I mean, which one would you say like that's the one that most people? The laser Genesis. Really? That's you think that's the most popular? I think helmet that's pretty popular. Yeah. I mean, I think laser has sort of taken over the helmet market. Hmm. Someone told me the cost per helmet. <laughs> You yeah. mean how much it costs them to make it? Yeah, make it and I it? know, you know, that's neither here nor there. People have to make profits, and there's a huge amount or sizable amount of R&D. But let's, let me just oh, put it. Oh, I'm sure it's probably like $3 a helmet. 
that would not surprise me at all if he was three dollars. I can't even say it out loud, but <laughs> I'll just say this: we should all start helmet companies. <laughs> Let's My do it, God. Well, if anybody wants to, uh, this this you, people might know this already, but uh, popcorn in movie theaters. When I worked at a movie theater, uh, the big bag, like a big bag of uh, popcorn, costs the theater three cents to make. Yeah, uh, they're like sixteen dollars to buy, and they're I think tw- in New York they might be fifteen or so. They're like twelve dollars here. And all I gotta say bag. is. Helmets are still more profitable. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, oh, there you go. Popcorn helmets. Pop. Pop. P-O-P. Oh, dude, that's our, like a big... That's the best company ever, Klaus. Popcorn. No, and listen. You know how they use foam in between the plastic and the what? We'll just popcorn yeah. in there. Corn. Biodegradable. Holy Lord. Yes, Thanks, dude. Gentlemen. We got all the hippies in the bag with that crap. Mm-hmm. Business. Just don't just don't get wet or go out when it's really hot. Because <laughs> then your face gets or, or around your dog because then he'll eat it. Yeah. <laughs> cornstarch. <laughs> I'll make me that a cornstarch. All right, guys. Uh, let's switch topics. Klaus, I want to hear about your trip to Colombia. This 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 was pretty awesome. I know that it was a, a vacation, but you also did a lot of cycling related stuff. I don't even know how much I can go into. Why? Well, some of it is not worth going into. And then the most interesting stuff, I can't even repeat. Well, some of this, I know that you got a lot of inside info on, on, on things and, and people and a lot of gossip. But, I mean, you, you went to the, to the uh, track national championships. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you. Yeah, I went there and... Uh, Oh, there was just an awful, awful crash at the points race, like 10 inches away from my face. And it was just heartbreaking, awful, very, very scary. Heartbreaking, but was it carbon breaking? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Four bikes, including kids that I know for a fact could not afford that, having their bikes break like that. But um, Don't race what you can't replace. I know. Good Lord. Harleen Sampantano was just, it looked like he was dead for a second. It really was awful. But, um, but anyway, <clears throat> luckily, amazingly, everyone made it okay. Uh, one kid had some broken bones. He went out in an ambulance, but he's going to be fine. But it looked harrowing. Anyway, uh, yeah, that was, uh, it was great. Um, got some, some riding in and I'll just say this, the amount of professionals that you see out on the road are just, it's kind of funny. So you might as well be like in Spain during the spring. Yeah, but it's all concentrated in one area. Like if you're going down Santa Elena, which is you know, the small windy road to get up, you can go towards Rio Negro, which is where the uh, airport is. Just, again, five, six on a good day. Las Palmas is the same way. Um, Yeah, Alto Retiro, same thing. You just see dudes, like, all the time, together, onesies, twosies. Did you see see Betancourt? He is so fat, he can be in two places at the same (laughs) time. Carlos Betancourt is actually so fat, he fell in love and broke it. Carlos Betancourt Betancourt is so fat, it takes him two trips to haul ass. Carlos Betancourt is so fat, he can draft himself. (laughs) God damn you guys. Come on, Klaus. Now you have have to do one, Klaus. Come on, Klaus. Uh, I don't... What is it? Carlos Betancourt is so ugly... No, not even. He's not ugly. Well, who cares? Now we're on to him being ugly. I don't have one. I don't know. I was trying to give you another out so you could do a, like he's so ugly joke. I don't even. Carlos Betancourt is so dumb. He took the GIF challenge and chose Pepsi. <laughs> you you can only get that that reference if you're like over the age of thirty five. Right. Um, I don't know what else. Uh, yeah, I mean, I went well, to... Well, you also, you also got a little writing in with a team. Do you want to discuss that? 
Ooh. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, you were you were a guest of honor for Team uh, Four Seventy Two. I mean, I'll just say this about guest that. of honor. It's kind. Of, <laughs> I know this is kind of making Columbia out to be a caricature, but this really happened. Like my hand to God, a guy in a, I don't know, maybe fifteen year old mountain bike went out riding. Like and he's like, oh, I'll just join you guys for a little is bit. He on the, is he in some of those photos that I've seen? No, was no. Was he wearing no. a black kit? Oh no, never mind. That. No, no, no. It's just a kid. Just a, actually, no, no, no. Maybe like early forties guy in a mountain bike. And he just says, you know, I'll just be with you guys for a little bit, and then I'll peel off. Okay. And when you're up the third climb and you're cross-eyed, there's nothing more demoralizing than looking behind you and he's right there. <laughs> <laughs> like but, the bike was like 45 pounds but i mean the altitude really just kicks you in the balls so that didn't help me but man it's kind of crazy like you're like oh yeah he's but, just right there klaus i i think a, a lot of the listeners and myself yeah. included i i want to know what is it like to ride with a professional team i mean oh I, no 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 most of the riders were not really there they're all resting so yeah no go. Not so, really. So you just went in their kit with a couple of the staff and friends and stuff? Yeah, yeah. And a, a couple of like um, diehard people that are involved with the team. But no, no, the riders couldn't join us. So oh. no, no, no. That would have been... You said, you said, you say the riders couldn't join us. Could it, could it possibly be the, the riders didn't want to join us? <laughs> no, no, no. They were afraid of me. <laughs> No, no, no. They, they were, were afraid of the 45-year-old with it. They were all resting after the Vuelta Colombia and uh, those that had just come back from Europe. So I got to see a few of them, but they were like toast. Uh, and this is the team that is going to be a continental, te a pro-continental team next year. Yeah, so that's what they're shooting for. So yeah, that yeah. could very well happen. Some interesting developments in Colombia in that sense. Yeah, 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 definitely. New pro-continental team... Lots of if all goes through, there's going to be a lot of cool stuff happening with that for sure. But yeah, I mean, you know, uh, got to see dudes from Claro in Deportes Antioquia, uh, GW, like, yeah, I mean, you're all just the, all yeah. the awesome uh, professionals down there. All the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually got team. to see most of the one stage with like 10 of those guys at the velodrome. Nice, so that was pretty cool, and then, uh, yeah. Watch some of those guys train at the velodrome, like some guys from Movistar, South American Movistar, which nah. is kind of frightening. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. I totally envy the fact that you were able to uh, to do that and to be over there for the, I mean, for the national champ, for the track championships, for the Vuelta Colombia. To ride with those guys, even if the cyclists were staying home because they were scared of you and the 45-year-old and the 13-year-old mountain bike. Uh, but no, that's really cool. So now, speaking of continental and pro-continental teams. So this Team Alonso thing has been like uh, being quiet for for a couple of months uh all the hoopla that happened around it last year and then uh, like everybody's all going crazy over it and fernando alonso is gonna start bringing more money into cycling than oleg tinkoff and you know whatever and then all of a sudden it just kind of goes quiet and if anybody follows formula one you know that ferrari and fernando alonso are doing horribly so maybe that's why he's like, wait a second, I don't even know if I'm going to have a job next year. Maybe I should like pull back on my team. So now they're not even going to be a pro, uh, uh, pro tour team. Now they're down to being a pro continental team. And he also said that he didn't really want to sign any big names anymore. That he wants young, play young riders to be able to develop, to develop them. Thoughts? Does he run out of money? I, I doubt that somebody with that much money can run out of money. I just think I feel cheated. I thought Alonso was going to save the sport. <laughs> I just think it's, it's... Maybe Tinkoff scared him away on Twitter. I thought Pat McQuaid being out and Alonso being in was going to turn this ship around. 
I, I, I want my money back. Yeah, I want my money back too. <laughs> I want my fellow fellow games money back. My fake money. <laughs> Your fake money. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that Alonso, like so many other people have done in the past, uh, I think even including the guy from Belkin, what's his name? They come into cycling. Uh, thinking that they know what they're doing, thinking that they understand cycling and they talk a big game and they, you know, start putting money down by the time it, they realize what's going on and how the business is really run. They're like, wait a second, the hell with this shit? I'm out of here. I, you know I, what's going to happen with this? I can see it already. Last man standing, Jonathan Botters. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be the, he'll run the whole sport. The whole, absolutely. I mean, Think about and he it. has a master's degree now. Oh yeah, see that's he knows what he's doing. If he has you, an MBA, goddammit. If you have a if you have a um if you have the amount of money that Fernando Alonso has, you can go and buy probably a second division soccer team in Spain. And it'll be a lot more fun, more profitable, and a lot easier to deal with. But so, he likes cycling. He kinda likes cycling, yeah. Kind of. Believe me, he likes soccer way more. So, so why just, doesn't he do that? Well, I, don't know, I, th- I think he might. I think he might. I think the whole thing happened because Alberto Contador basically asked him. Has, they're, they're friends and stuff. So. Has, has Tinkoff been more quiet or did I just stop following him? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I, I don't, I, my Twitter, it's so on and off that I have no idea. No, I still follow him. I feel like he's just been, I, think, I feel like he's calmed down after the tour. Or well, he's passed out somewhere we, in a yacht. <laughs> he's passed out in the, in the bathroom of a yacht. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you about our, our semi-weekly intermittent uh, up, update on Oleg Tinkov's Twitter. But Hey, what do you guys think about the fact that Andy Schleck was not selected for the Luxembourg uh, World Championship team? Who? So who's going? Who knows? Who cares? Frank and Kim Kirchen? <laughs> Kim Kirchen, yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be driving the car behind the peloton. I Who think, else is there from Luxembourg? I think God. Kim Kirchen may actually be a, a, the, sports, the, 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 the guy, the whatever, the coach. Now. The selector? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. I don't know. I just think that it was funny that they... On, I don't know, remember which website it was in. I think it was Cycling News. It was like... Wait, wait. Andy Schleck, not selected. I'm like, yeah, of course. Why don't you just list every single professional Luxembourgian that wasn't selected and then just put it like it's not – nobody expected him to. Isn't Wouldn't it be amazing if he gets a contract and is really good next year like how Alberto Contador was then really good again? Uh, no. Awesome. Actually, no, that would be awesome. But who's going to sign him? I mean Trek already announced that they're extending the uh, Frank, right? I remember reading an interview with Andy when he was good, saying that they would never. They agreed that they would never race in in different teams. Uh, I think it's time for Andy to either retire or break that promise. He could end up at mountain bike Chewbacca. No way. If what he if he ends up at like Team Columbia? I, dude, God, I'm oh, telling man. you, he's gonna go to CCC Polstadt. Oh, by the way, I still hold a grudge with the entire country of Luxembourg because they charged me $6.50 for a peach. (laughs) Are you serious? That it's everything is so expensive there. Also, we have a a friend, Klaus and I, a mutual friend who was arrested and almost thrown in prison in Luxembourg because they try to. uh, This is back in the day of the German, you know, before the euro. So they crossed the border into Luxembourg and they had a bunch of marks, German marks, and they tried to exchange them and the money was fake. Oh. <laughs> so they got thrown in jail. Do you remember this, Klaus? You know who I'm talking about? Of course, Kim yeah, Kirken. Yeah. Kim Kirken. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Luxembourg is a crazy place. You don't forget all that easily that a pro dude just starts telling you these stories. That's pretty, re- re- you know, something you remember. Yeah, 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 absolutely. No, I think that it would be really funny if he ends up if it ends up in like, I am cycling, or I know actually, I am cycling is going back up to like they're going up to uh to the to the pro tour, aren't they? World or whatever. Yeah. After such an amazing year as they've had. Oh yeah, they they won everything. <laughs> the only thing they won is the coolest kit in the peloton contest. That's they do it. look good. I do. They do look really, really, really sharp. 
Um, and what about Jens Vogt attempting mm -hmm. to break the hour record? How did he, did, too I soon. Mean, how do you? <laughs> Didn't he just retire yesterday? Yes. It's how? too soon. I can't take it. I can't take any more Jens Vogt. It's like the Brett Favre of cycling. How do you? How do you spell? I mean, how do you say PR stunt in German? Jens Vogt. Oh, no, you, you say it, you say it like this: one hour record. <laughs> yes. I mean, What's I that? guess he's like. He's not gonna do it. I can't. There's no, no way. But Cancelara it gets him a bunch of press it. and a good day in the sun to try it. Plus and then when his bike starts moving around crazy, like in a breakaway, he'll lose like endless amounts of minutes. I think he should do it on one of those Mavic uh, neutral service bikes that it's the wrong size. The tiny one. Yeah, a little yellow one. Listen, he's doing it in Switzerland too, right? So he's not doing it in Mexico City or, or, or at altitude, which means... But it could be at altitude in Switzerland, right? I mean, yes, is there a velodrome high up? I don't know. But that just, that just adds to the fact that I just don't think he's taking this very seriously. He hasn't been training for this. He's not going to do it. He's not gonna, I'm sorry. He's not going to break the world record. Of course not. I mean, he's not going to beat it. But is he going to do it? Sure. But then look at the name of the guy that has the current record. Uh, who is he? Some Russian dude. I forget his name. Yeah, but Russians are tough. Germans are too. And he's East German. Yeah, you're East, right. yeah, yeah, that's a good clarification. He's East yeah. German. Yeah, he was born in He's been softened East through the years. <laughs> he too was created in some weird concrete back room somewhere. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, if nothing else, it'll give him something to do. Because, you know, he's got like six kids at home. He's looking he for excuses. It's either this or taking up golf. Like, he's got to find a way out. Ah, well, you know what? The, you know what's going to happen. He's going to end up as a commentator, and we're never going to hear the end of this guy. Yeah. Oh, of course. But oh, the problem dude. Is he's going to be a commentator for German TV, unfortunately. Believe me, if he was, if he was like Carton Kirby and Jens Vogt at any race, I, I wouldn't even mind Carton Kirby then. It would be <laughs> amazing. It would be like neither of them would imagine them doing the Vuelta. Neither of them could pronounce a single city name. No, 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 no. But here's the thing. German television barely has cycling coverage. Yes. So you know where he's going to end up. You're a sport. No. Uh, Please, Paul and Phil and the U.S. media oh, yeah. love him love, so much. Americans love him. I'm sure he already has a contract to do at least a few races. If Christian Van de Velde, who has the personality of a cinder block, got to do it. Why wouldn't they take But him? he speaks English. Jens does pretty well. Come on. He does better than Phil. Well, yeah, anybody can. That crazy actor that is. So that's it. Like, we're set for life. Well, I guess we don't really watch U.S. feeds, but, you know. Yeah. I yeah. Uh, It's be Yenzi, Yenzi, Yenzi forever. Uh, yeah. What about uh, Ryder Hesedal's motorized crash? So it's some fluke. I'm pretty sure it's some fluke of physics where Hesedal crashes on a downhill left turn and he slides out. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he the unclips bike. from his bike and then the rear wheel of the bike touches the ground and the bike basically does a 180. Yes, and yes, And then the yes, motorcycle yes. runs over. Runs right over it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're so talking about. So everyone's analyzing this thing like the Zapruder film and it's like oh my God, this bike is self-powered. But Mike, yeah. you're discounting the fact that this has worked before. Like, remember when Reddit users solved the uh, Boston Marathon oh. bombing? I do remember that. Oh, yeah. Well, listen. If anyone doesn't know what I'm referring to, it's precisely this kind of thing of like people who know absolutely nothing trying to weigh in on something. On experts being coming experts because yeah. they looked at something. Especially yeah. on the internet. I mean, it's so easy to be an expert on the internet. I mean, it's a sad. It's actually a sad commentary on the on the on the state of the sport that X number of people just automatically believe it, <laughs> actually, or, or or consider it and be like, yeah, I could see that. And it's like, really? That's a, really? That's, no, that's actually a reflection of how dumb people are in general, regardless of cycling or not cycling. What yeah, I think but, is but interesting. If, but if somebody said, you know, uh, uh, in another sport, some, somebody had a robotic something, people wouldn't even give it a second thought. They'd be like, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> Man. <look at> <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I don't know. F 
pick any quarterback. Uh, RG three, my God, I think he has a robotic arm. Yeah, and exactly. Like, yeah, dude. I Watch this that. video. Watch it in slow motion. <laughs> then you'll see. Well, I will say this: Ryder Hejadal tries to catch the bike very, very quickly. So either he's hiding something, or he actually cares about a bike that's not even really his. Either way, it's admirable. I think it's hilarious that after it happened, they. Like Spanish TV never showed the full replay. They never showed the the motorcycle going over the bike. That's the best part. I think so. I thought so too. And when it first happened, I was like, "Oh my god, what the hell just went right over?" And it, it, it's beautiful because it adds to the conspiracy theory. It's like, yeah, of course the motorcycle ran over. It's because they had to destroy the bike. <laughs> well, <laughs> because, my- because the Vuelta organizers are are in cahoots with Ryder Hesedal, of course. Well, not the organizers, but the camera guys know. Oh, because when when Ryder went on the on the breakaway, the first thing he did was he fell back a little bit and you know handed some Canadian dollars. Loonies, I believe they're called loonies or, or cartoonies. <laughs> some monopoly money. Uh, hmm. Some Velo Games dollars. Velo game. I think they're called points, right? <laughs> I like to think of them as credits. Called. Credits. Credits. Some juggalo, some juggalo coin. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was, it was, the, the scary part about that crash, though, is that I thought about this. Okay, so yeah, the bike does take a weird, like, crazy kind of spin, mm-hmm. like a backspin. Oh, totally, it's very weird. The whole no, it's, but the no bike, but the motorcycle is close enough that they couldn't react. And that's on, that's the time. thing. But what if Hesedal was still attached to the bike? He would, they would have run over his foot. Like, I mean, the bike, the motorcycle was very close. I know. I mean, it's, it's scary to think that it could have been Hesedal under the tire of the, of the motorcycle. More importantly, everyone's focusing on this, but no one ever looked into how Bradley Wiggins' bike parked itself last year. Oh, no. That's the, that, that was, was filmed in reverse. <laughs> oh, okay, you're right, you're right. That was no, but that wasn't even robots or anything. That was a straight up miracle though. That was <laughs> really? just a straight up miracle. Yeah, actually there's a whole bunch of Mexican ladies uh that are that are going there in, in their knees. They left Mexico City when it happened. They're still not there yet, but they're, to, to they're pray to, to that rock. They're going to pray, yeah, they're going to pray to the rock, but they're, the magical Wiggins rock. Yeah. Exactly, and it, it, like the the bike scratched the rock a little bit, and if you look really closely, the scratch looks like the Virgin Mary. <laughs> oh, I thought it looked like Peter Weller. <laughs> no, 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 no. It looked like uh, uh, whatever. Anyway, hey, what is this Quintana driving the golf cart with Valverde? Did you guys see that interview? I did not see that no. interview. Oh, there was oh yes, 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 yes. Man, see, it's so funny. You send me these notes, and it's not until they don't you make bring any them sense. up that I'm like, yes, that's right. They're in the they're in the car, and they're kind of like talking about each other and stuff. Yes. So at the time, I was like, it was pretty early in the race when the race just started. I'm like, why isn't Valverde driving the yes. cart? Yeah, 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 of course. Uh, I'll, put, I'll put a video of this and the running over the bike uh, right at Heschedal. It's speedmetalcycling.com, so definitely, definitely check that out. Yeah, that is so weird. The fact that they did an interview in a golf cart is ridiculous. Like, and the who- fact that Quintana was made to drive? Mm-hmm. Well, I think that in a situation like that, you always pick the darker guy to drive. That's exactly what's wrong with the world. And you get a good, you get a, a rare glimpse of Valverde without a helmet. You can see where his, you can monitor his hairline. <laughs> Why doesn't he shave his head? He or, needs to shave or, his head. He's got full Joe Biden going thing going on. Yeah, like <laughs> no shame. One of those things where I'm sure the where wherever his mirror is in his bathroom, when he looks at it, it looks awesome. He doesn't see what is it in his the, what the rest like, of us see. It points at his chin. Really? Uh, I mean, just cut it. Alejandro Valverde. I don't understand. There's a lot of people I know. Uh, there was a guy that I used to work with back in Connecticut who just refused. He was a younger guy. I mean, he was maybe in his early 40s, and he had to come over. And it's, it was very obvious, but he just refused to. And it's not like he was like some dorky dad type. No, he was like a cooler guy. Like, he just would not give up. He would not shave his head. Unbelievable. He was Valverdeing it. 
Yeah, he was absolutely Valverdeing it. So, like I said at the beginning of the episode here, we are in episode 98, which means we have episode 99, and then after that, episode 100. I am going to try to uh, get DJ Desi Des, my original co-host, from episodes 1 through 9, I think, 1 through 10, something like that. I'm going to try to get him to call in. Unfortunately, he lives in Mexico now. And it's not like he lives in Mexico City or in Monterrey or somewhere like that where there's electricity and phones. No, he lives in like a small town that I've never heard of before. Did he move there? Yeah. You know how sometimes people say like, man, I'm tired of this. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm just a cog in the machine. I'm yeah. moving, man. I don't care. He actually did that. He was like, oh. I'm done with this. He hmm. was, He's I like met the him. Paul Rudd character in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Like, he just moved to Hawaii to teach people how to surf. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Because he was just like, I remember one day we were at a party. I mean, he was, he's, a, he's a computer programmer and, uh, and a video editor. And, and we were talking, whatever. And then this random hippie-ish dude came up to us, started talking. And the guy in, in DJ Desi Des was like, dude, what do you do for a living? He goes, nothing, man. I live in Mexico. It's like, what? Yeah, I live in Mexico in a tiny, small town. And, you know, I do like, you know, I'm like a handyman, you know. Like, I help people, you know, moving and whatever. And, you know, they give me enough money to live. I go to sleep at 8.15 when the electricity and, yeah, goes off. Desi yeah. Desi was like, wait, what? And they kept talking. And one day he was like, dude, I think I'm going to move to Mexico and live with wow. this dude. And I was like, Does what? Does he love it? I was like, all right, dude, whatever. It's been three years now and he absolutely loves it. And the photos that he puts on Facebook once in a while are just unbelievable. See, I mean, he's got Facebook. Hmm. Yeah, he's well, got no, the Facebook. I know. He has a computer and internet and stuff. But I'm going to try to get him to come on and uh, whatever. So, no, but the, the, the most important thing that we want to do for the 100th uh, podcast episode is, Mike, why don't, you, why don't you tell us about it? Live audience. Filmed before a live studio audience. Filmed Don, before a live Don studio Pardo. audience. The announcer for Saturday Night Live will be. He just croaked. Well, he's dead. Please, have some respect. Live too, from New York. Too soon, buddy. Too soon. That was what he died like. What two too weeks ago? He died like two days ago. He's like, like ninety-six years old. No, he, he died. Was. He literally was like phoning it in. He died like maybe last week or the week before. Didn't it sound like he was sitting on a washing machine? Yeah. Live from New York. It's Saturday night. I thought it was also funny that Howard Stern oh. said, man, that guy had the best gig ever. He didn't have to do anything. He did have the best gig ever. Ever. Oh. I'm jealous of those voiceover guys. Yep. Um, so, yeah. So, we want to do some sort of, through the miracle of technology, some sort of uh, audience participation. Meaning yes. that we record the thing live and people can interact with us as we do it. So it, it, we don't know if this interaction is going to come via phone calls or via It's clearly Twitter. a bad idea, knowing our it's, audience. Oh, it's a terrible idea. It's going to be a If nothing else, disaster. it could be through Twitter. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it could be through Half Twitter times. and stuff. So definitely stay tuned. Um, Twitter. Next episode, we'll have the details of how to do that. Well, yes, exactly. Uh, For the centenary the, the centenary episode, and it'll be, you know, once the world is, is done with and stuff, which is actually really funny. We get a lot more listeners when there's not a grand tour going on. Mm. I have no idea why. But, um, because our, it's because our analysis is useless. What? Yeah. How can you say that? Our analysis of, of the Ryder Hesedal crash pretty much sums up the whole Welta. True. Um, so, yeah, we don't know exactly how it's going to be, uh, how it's going to go. So stay tuned, definitely. But it may actually be that I may be in New York around that time, Mike, and then maybe we can do it really with a live audience. Oh, my God. Maybe. I, I'm, I'm supposed to take care of some business over there because my second book is due to come out uh, in October. And once there's more details on that, I'll let everybody know because everybody needs to buy a copy. I'm going to be selling um, signed copies. So, Mike, invite Philip Glass to the taping. <laughs> Philip Glass, actually, he already RSVP'd. He's doing the score. Yeah, can the intro to the podcast at the be Philip Glass's Glassworks? <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, yeah totally. Actually, that would be good. You guys have, have, you, have you ever not done metal? Uh, yeah, I think I have. I mean, what's, with the, what's with the pirate metal? 
Is that even a thing? Did you invent that? What do you mean is that a thing? Yeah, swashbuckle, red beard, I turned on the podcast the other day and it was like some sort of... I don't even know what it was. I was like, is this... What is this? One My more kids. drink at the sunken Norwegian. One more drink before we have to die. One more drink. Come on, dude. Mike, it's, it's for people that were into Viking metal, but want to do it in a slightly more updated... Well, Feel. one of the songs that Ailstorm has is they find this weird device and they travel 600 years back in time and then they beat the crap out of Vikings. You know, I, I started time. a pirate metal band and it was a concept album about the pirates trading Bobby Bonilla, <laughs> which I still am appalled by. <laughs> it's it was a concept so, no. album about the killer bees. <laughs> yeah. Barry Bonds and Bobby Bonilla. I know, and they <laughs> traded them both. That's insane. Wow, how is that for obscure baseball references? Jesus, come on. Nice. Man. Well, no, pirate metal is most definitely a thing, Mike. I absolutely love it. I went to see Ailstorm, and about half of the audience was dressed like pirates. It was as preposterous and hilarious as you can imagine. Unbelievable, and also the wife has forbidden me 100% from singing any Ailstorm. Much I, less I totally it. sympathize with that. Yeah, because the songs are so catchy, but all the, all the, it, the, the lyrics are so, like, uh, one more drink at the sunken Norwegian is pretty dumb, but, uh, hey, hey, I want more wenches, hey, hey, more wenches in me, hey, it's all, yeah, that's, what if, you, what if you sang it while you were wearing one of those uh, Pittsburgh Pirates, like, frying pan baseball hats they used to wear? Uh, I have one of those, the black ones. Yeah. With a little yell. Yeah, I have one of those. Mike, this is your cue to start a new type of metal called Red Sox metal. No. <laughs> what do you think? What, what are they going to sing about? Being douchebags? Oh. oh. A whole oh. album about how they let Babe Ruth go. <laughs> a whole album about uh, how Roger Clemens did so many drugs while he was there. No, he nope, only, that I, wasn't until he went to the Yankees. Oh yeah. Okay. Ah, how did I? I was just joking. I was like, knowing Mike and the fact that he's from Boston, I know what he's going to say. I anticipated it. <laughs> he went to the Yankees. He was pretty fat by the time they came to the Yankees. I'll tell you that. He was, he was not just steroids. He was. He was not the, the Rocket anymore. He was the Rockets. He was powerful. He was, he was Carlos Betancourt size. All right, let's just say that. No more baseball talk, all right? There's, there's international listeners that don't know anything about baseball. The only thing you need to know is Jose Canseco. That's all you need to know, all right? Cecil Fielder. That's all you need to know about baseball. Or if his I, son. Well, Cecil Fielder, uh, his son is beloved now in, in, in Detroit, by the way. But, um, He's a big boy, too. Cecil Fielder is about <clears throat> as fat as Carlos Betancourt is. Good yeah. Lord no, almighty. Poor Betancourt. No, poor Betancourt. He he gained the weight himself. <laughs> nobody nobody forced fed him any pizza. Ooh, pizza. That sounds good. Mm. Okay. So, uh, Klaus, do you have any announcements? I have to announce that I'm going to go cut the grass. All right. That's awesome. As long as you're not cutting the cheese while cutting the grass. Oh. That happens. That happens. So, that's uh, Klaus, cyclinginquisition.com. Uh, Mike, who is at Gage DeSoto on Twitter and from also GageDeSoto.com and also from the Rafa Cycle Club in New York. Mike, do you have any announcements to make? I do. If you're going to be in New York City between now, which is what, September 4th? Yep. And September 22nd, come see the Richard Sachs House Industries exhibition at the Rafa Cycle Club. Is there a kit there on display? No. Oh, that's too bad. Because that kid is really nice. No, and wait. There is. There is a, a the team. The Cyclocross team has one jersey on display. Oh, really? Okay. But we also have water bottles, socks, and T-shirts for sale. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think I may be there actually before that comes down. Do you guys have any copies of the one of the original House Industries uh, typefaces for sale, like Crack House <laughs> or Madhouse? <laughs> Remember those? Are those Fat. those are probably still for sale. Fat House. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they still sell them. Oh, those are collectible now. I haven't, collectible. I haven't used Limited them. Limited edition. I haven't used any of those in 20 years. Oh. Um, so, yeah, my name is Dan Skullcrusher. Check us out at uh, speedmetalcycling.com. Info at speedmetalcycling.com if you want to send us an email. 
at Speed Metal Cycle CYCL and follow us on Facebook. That is it for today. Yeah, we're out of here. Peace. To dance an eerste linker elleboog and quack. Kule, 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 kule,